pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Good evening and welcome to One Life Left. We're a radio show about video games and this is Resonance 104.4 FM. I'm Steve Curran. Hello to you. I am Simon Byron. And I'm Anne Scantlebury. Simon, it feels like you are trying to develop an introduction that people <laughs> will know you for, you know. Does it? That's the first yeah. time I've done that. No, I know. You're, you're kind okay? of trialling things out, right? You know, that's... Yeah, I mean, how, did that go okay? Do you know who I am? Uh, Simon... Do. It feels like something you can make your own. Okay, what should I do next week? <laughs> Howdy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe do Mexican How way. are you guys? Uh, yeah, good, thanks. Did you have a good weekend? Oh, do you know? Yes. <laughs> what? Uh, I'm sure we will talk about this more later, but I had a great week of networking. Good news. I've, it's been... So if we count last Monday as day one and this is day eight... Yeah. 50% of my time has been one life left. 50% of wow. my evenings. Yeah. Four, wow. done four things. Two shows. Yeah. Uh, one karaoke and one networking. Yeah. <laughs> networking is valuable though, Simon. <laughs> That's true. Listeners, we've got a new joke. <laughs> and we'll be telling you all about that later in the show. How are you, Steve? I'm pretty good as well. Uh, good week of networking. Yeah, we did some right networking. We really did network all over the shop. <laughs> um, I've I've had a productive week. I did have a great time at the Pocket Gamer Conference as so well. So did I. Um, I've got some business cards from networking. Really? Genuinely. What about the the man who invited us to uh, China? Yeah, I found it. Did you? Brilliant. <sighs> Fantastic. We're going to China. All right. These are these are all little sort of call forwards. There he is. Simon Zhu, business development director, Brackets Asia. Amazing. Fantastic. He says, uh, he came up to me and asked, how, how do I get this in China? And I said, we will, we will bring it over. Sounds <laughs> like that evening went really well. I guess we'll find out, won't we? We will do. What have you been up to, Simon? Rest of the week, apart from One Life Lefty stuff. Your four, four other days. It's hard to know, isn't it? It is hard to know. I just, it escapes <laughs> me. I don't know. Um, yeah, but, you know, I'm sure it's been a good, it will, it will come back to me shortly. Who else have we got in the studio, Steve? Is it just us? Are we just networking amongst ourselves tonight? I think it's basically just us. No, it's not. We've got a super special guest. Super special guest, say hello and introduce yourself. Hello, uh, my name is Katarina Böller and I'm a Norwegian game developer. Where are you from? I'm from uh, Hamar in Norway. Mm. Welcome. Very, very, Thanks for coming over. Very first guest from Hamar. Right. Ever. You've been a guest in Hamar, haven't you? I have. So now we're returning the favour. Yeah. Is this like a school exchange? Uh, <laughs> it is, it is. It's slightly warmer here. Is it? Well, uh, yeah. yeah, I imagine. Just uh, slightly. Just slightly. Uh, but yeah, that is, it's going to be an exciting show. I think we've got a new feature as well. This is this is episode one, you know. Episode oh, yeah. one Happy of a new, new season. Series. Happy, Happy new series. Happy new season. It only seems like last week. What season are we on now? Season 11. Whoa! Legs 11. <laughs> we are grown-ups now. Good news, or we best crack on with it. Wait, then, wait, then. wait, wait, wait. <laughs> no, wait, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what does that mean, Anne? I, I think I just meant that we're big boys and girls now. We get 11. To... Is that that's your line, is it? No. Uh, we get to go to secondary school, UK okay. age. Fair enough. All right, you ready for the news? Yeah, do it. Let's get on with it. 
704 on Monday the 19th of January. I'm Anne Scanthbury and this is the news. An 18-year-old man has been arrested in connection with the DDoS attacks on Sony and Microsoft over Christmas. He's the second man to be arrested in the UK with links to the Lizard Squad who hit Xbox Live and the PlayStation Network, preventing excited children from using their new consoles on Christmas morning. The charges, which were part of a joint investigation between the UK Cybercrimes Unit and the FBI in the US, were for unauthorised access to computer material and swatting. We weren't around to make these jokes over Christmas, but PlayStation Unnetworked and Xbox Dead more like... Good. Have you been writing these down? <laughs> Saving them up, ready for... Uh... I was workshopping them over Christmas. Excellent. What does DDoS uh, uh, stand for? Something about di- distribution... Yeah, well, denial, distributed. Distributed denial of service. Boom. Well Spot done. On. Thank you. What does it actually mean? Just sort of messed with it a bit. <laughs> so so Lizard Squad have been gulp. charged with uh, a dude from Lizard Squad, or allegedly in Lizard Squad, has been charged with messing with it a yeah. bit. What's your um, PlayStation Network password? Oh, I Out don't of know. Interest. I don't know. No, because it automatically logs you in. You know when you know when sometimes things uh, log you out and you just go, don't know what is that password? <laughs> don't know. Haven't put it in for ages. Right. Okay. Um, yeah, not sure. Well, What's they, yours? Uh, I, I I also don't remember. Um, by yeah, uh, I think we had to change it. They made us change it, didn't they? After we got what? I have no wait. I have not changed mine yet. No, this is when the PlayStation Network got hacked a couple of years ago. We all got a free copy of Wipeout for it. <laughs> Did we? It was yeah. brilliant. Did, yeah, it was really excellent. We got an extra three have days. Got, of PlayStation uh, have you told them about your five days? Oh, yeah, <laughs> really. Still feel like we're getting away with that bit. Um, Lizard Squad themselves got hacked this week, didn't they? <laughs> Who hacks the hackers? Yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't really understand all of this sort of stuff. But yeah, no, apparently so. Um, that's rubbish. Well, I don't understand why they did it. Just for the lols. Really? <laughs> yeah. Really? Like, with a lot of these people, it's them saying, like, oh, we're just trying to show up um, uh, flaws in the security. Is it, though? Or are you just being... Um, um, in this in this instance, it's all about the lols. Yeah. Like and we all the- got five days free PlayStation Plus. Yes. Thanks, yes. Lizard Squad. Thanks, Who's Squad. lolling now? <laughs> <laughs> The Australian Classification Board has refused to give Hotline Miami 2 wrong number a classification because of a scene depicting rape. Publisher Devolver has responded by saying that the board's description of the scene is inaccurate and that players can choose to skip any scenes with implications of sexual violence at the beginning of the game. A designer told one fan to pirate the game after release if it can't be bought. There are currently no plans to change the ruling. Pretty serious news this week, Anne. What's going on? Sorry, it's all... I'm just trying to think of jokes we can make, but um, apparently we can't... We shouldn't make jokes about that sort of stuff. probably not. Um, uh, It's quite interesting, though, because uh, the scene... So they say that it was taken out of context. It's actually... It's not a scene that the character uh, is doing as part of the plot of the whole thing. It's as part of a film that is being filmed. So it's a rape scene within a film that is being filmed in the game. Um, and so it was included um, at the end of the uh, one of the original uh, trailers, I think, or the demo that they uh, released very early on. And their apology for that was, oh, sorry if, uh, sorry if that uh, made anyone feel a bit bad. Sorry if anything like that has happened to someone and it sort of triggered anything. Sort of not really what we meant to do, but yeah, we'll take that out. Well, I think they said they'd look at taking it out. They'd look into... You know how they were going to treat it in the final yeah. game, and it turns out looking, looking into it means you know they've decided against removing it, and they've put together a series of arguments about yeah. why why this is, um, and they're the same sort of things we've heard you know hundreds of times before, which are um, nothing in the face of someone saying you know this is <laughs> this is triggering and this yeah. is this well, is enormously upsetting and. You can make an all, you know, a grand intellectual argument, you know, it's grand, but it's still basically a very, very harrowing thing to put in a game. Yeah. And is Hotline Miami the sort of thing, sort of game that should be treating this subject? Well, for, is it? Is it? I think that uh, the for me the issue is uh, putting it in a trailer without um, any clear warning um, is letting that into people, uh, people who may be triggered by that, letting it into um, into their lives un- without warning or anything. Um, obviously, their treatment of that in the game has been uh, that you can choose at the very beginning to remove any or all, like all of those scenes that would uh, trigger that for you, which is seems like a pretty uh, like a good way of dealing with that. Hmm. Whether they should include it, anyways. I I love Hotline Miami. I yeah. think it's a phenomenal game. 
Um, and it's also, you know, it's clearly an edgy game in some respects. It's, it pushes at the limits of things that were acceptable and kind of pokes fun, asks questions about, you know, well, you're killing in all other games. How far are you... How, you know, how far you expect to go. I remember years ago um, being basically morally disgusted at one of the early, uh, I think it was an EA war game. What would that have been? Not Call of Duty, but um, Medal, of Medal of Honor, where we were talking to the developers uh, early 2000s and they're saying, yeah, we didn't want to include blood. Uh, in the game because you know and they've got this beautiful realistic d-day landing thing but there's no blood because we wanted the you know the, the impact without the blood and that, that seemed gross to me hotline miami goes the other way and you know puts blood everywhere makes it arcade and says well you're happy with this in other games why isn't it okay here this to me makes me uneasy completely uneasy do you remember the time we met the guy who made hotline miami but we still don't know whether we did <laughs> It was at a party. It was at a Nordic game yeah. party, I think. Yeah. And someone came up to us and said, see this dude, he made Hotline Miami. But we had no way of telling whether he was telling the truth. Imagine if you had, had a little... Uh, if if the rules of play at conferences were, maybe you could keep wearing your lanyard outside of the conference. Wear it to all parties as well, and then at least we'll be able to verify who you are. We need to be better at networking. <laughs> Microsoft has clarified its rules on how streamers can use Xbox game content on YouTube and Twitch. Its game content usage rules were updated to allow fans in uh, partner programs to legit earn revenue for advertisements. The company also explained that you can totally use a game title in your video, just try not to make it look like it's an official Microsoft thing, because it isn't. Major Nelson, who isn't really a major, explained in his blog that the update was to bring the policy in line with current community usage. But, you know, he isn't a real major, so we don't know if we'd trust him at all. Is that the first time you've clarified that Major Nelson isn't a real major? feel like major. I might have done it a while ago, but this is a new season, Steve. We've <laughs> got to lay down the rules. Okay. I think you should have... Um... I mean, there should have been some warning with that. I mean, what about people that had grown up thinking that he was an actual major mm. and they just have the <clears throat> the reality well, chucked I'm, at them like I'll that? I'll be honest. Uh, let's, let's lay this down now. We're going to speak the truth on this show. Mm. <laughs> We're not going to shy away from any of the facts. Um, right, well, that's good news then, isn't it, isn't I guess? It? Um, yeah, are you going to be doing that then? Putting your Microsoft games on YouTube? Yeah, loads. Of, uh, yeah, loads. Yeah? Yeah. How is your streaming career going? Not great at the minute. We've sort of eased off, haven't we, Steve? We haven't done anything. And also we're Sony, so that's... We need to get on with it. Um, I could be Corporal Curran. <laughs> you no. could be Sergeant Simon. <laughs> yep. What could I be? Uh, they, don't, they don't have girls in the army. <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo will launch the new 3DS and 3DS XL on the 13th of February in Europe, answering the question, what do I get my loved one for Valentine's Day? Both versions have a new C button for dual analogue control, improved 3D and built-in NFC compatibility to communicate with Amiibos. NFC stands for Now for Cake. They'll have a bit of a power upgrade, which will give smoother gameplay and faster system load times. The first exclusive game to the console will be a port of Wii game Xenoblade Chronicles. Remember, folks, nothing says I love you like uh, like hardware in XL. I don't know how they do it, Nintendo. I don't, because all week I have... So I don't, I don't need a 3DS... I had to find it in order to lend it to you. Yeah. Okay, so I spent some time looking for it because yeah. I haven't played it for a while. Um, so I don't need one, clearly. Okay. Okay. Uh, as far as I can see, though, if I did need one, th I, I already have, have one. one. I have you one. You do have one. I do have one. Um, I don't like Monster Hunter. Right? I, I've tried to get into it mm. several times, um, but it's not for me. No. I've come very close this week to pre-ordering a Monster Hunter new 3DS. <laughs> Several times. Several, no, 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 is this going to be the one for me? Does this say something about you Nintendo can climb or, up in, um, or something about you? You can climb at different levels now in this Monster Hunter. No. Which and Was that the thing that was holding me back? The fact that it was all on, like there was no variation in my Y-axis? You do love a bit of variation in your Y-axis, No, I've got Majora's you? Mask, but, uh, which also is a game I do not like. Got that pre-ordered. I don't know what it is. I don't know how they do this to me, Steve. How do they do this to me? Well, I, I do think they are targeting this at you, <laughs> knowing your early adopter disease. It's got a new nub. It's got a new <laughs> nub on it. And now nubs. no one told me this. The new 3DS 
his yeah. screen size is bigger than the old 3DS screen size, but not quite as big as the new 3DS XL screen size, which remains the same as the old 3DS XL screen size. So screen size uh, wise, it goes. It's got head tracking. Old 3DS it tracks your head now, Anne. New 3DS. So you might not get some blurry. 3DS XL. You might, it, but it's going to be slightly less blurry now because it's tracking it track your eyes. It, it exactly track your eyes? using magic. Wait, so everyone's like, oh, Microsoft Connect is going to look into your room. Nintendo is going to track your eyes. Yes, creepy. So you can move around and the stereoscopic effect will follow. Imagine that. I need a new 3DS, don't I? If only I had a way of doing it. Maybe your wife will get you one. And finally, is Rock Band coming back for good? Harmonix just asked fans to fill in an important survey with questions like which titles you owned, how many DLC tracks you bought, should I stay or should I go, whether you still have any Rock Band instruments, are you going to be my girl, how much dust have they collected and have you accidentally looked back in anger? As predicted on last week's show, expect Rhythm Action Games back in full force very soon. You gonna buy one of these as well? Next generation rock band. Oh yeah, I would have thought so. Yeah, I mean, you know, let's not forget who launched uh, uh, the original. Well, see, you made it, didn't you? Yeah, exactly. Before we were making Biffle, we were making plastic instruments. Yeah, uh, no, it's exciting. We, we talked about this last week, didn't we? Yeah, we did. That's why I, I mentioned that we talked about it last week. Okay, I, I actually stopped listening then when <laughs> I tried to. I was just trying to pre-order a new 3DS <laughs> on a mobile phone. What if they sell out though? They're not going to... Hmm. I mean, they might. Um, yeah, so what's good... So they, they are going to have to do something new then, aren't they, with this? Well, I guess that's why they're doing the survey. Like, oh, we sh- we're probably going to have to do something new. How are we going to know do? what new thing to do? do? Ask them. Ask them what they want. Okay. What we know people at Harmonix, don't another, we? Another button on the fret. Imagine Seven that. Seven buttons. Uh, I don't know. Extra, extra button on the... Extra drum pad. Oh. I did play uh, Rock Band last year. Yeah. That's the most recent time that I've actually. That was the start of the, the, uh, the revival, revival wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Somebody at Harmonix saw that uh, the game was being registered. Yeah. The boss got gently woken up I was playing as it a with red Kieran light flashed. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. Uh, he will get anything started. That doesn't sound. Good. Well, I'm looking forward to this. Uh, they'll no yeah. doubt use the cameras and stuff, won't they? Hmm. Oh, yeah. This time. Maybe they'll check your eyes, see if you really mean it when you're singing. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Anne. One life left of video game news with Anne Scantleberry. left on Resonance 104.4 FM. This is Clam and Just Chill. We are long-time fans of Clam and that will continue throughout season 11 of One Life Left, your favourite video game radio show. You can hear this and many other pieces of brilliant chip tune music at chipmusic.org. And you had some good news this week, didn't you? I did. Yes. Sorry, that was I'm just not one pregnant, everybody. Oh, I am oh, not congratulations. pregnant. Yeah, Great news. You. Every time that happens, a little round of applause. <laughs> uh, no, this week was a good week uh, for me and um, 99 other women in games who were uh, told that they were top. You're a top woman in games, I well am done. top, thank you. How did you find out? Uh, I went on the internet. Right, and, and it told you? It told me. And did they list you in any sort of order? Uh, yeah, <laughs> they did actually, okay. from top to bottom. Right, and where did you come? 
8th. Excellent. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Phenomenal well, you must work. be, given that you're... Like, so you can't be alphabetical, because you're, no. you're a scantiboy. You'll be right down the yeah, bottom of Yeah, I'll be right you. down the bottom, wouldn't, wouldn't you? I? you're eighth. Yeah. Who's above you and who's below you? Uh, Alice Taylor is above me. There's we another... Know. Friend of the show, Alice Taylor. Yeah. Um, uh, there's another Anne above me who spells her name without any there's an Anne below me who spells her name with an E so, so. I, so it, but it's coincidental that they yeah. all their names begin with yeah. A so it it's not actually. like they've ordered it yeah. that way well that's not how you do alphabetical no, exactly. order is it no, it's by not. surname yeah. Everyone obviously knows that. Everyone knows from that. primary school I have learnt that I was always at the bottom of the register so you know what does this mean for you now then this means what doors have opened um, well um, well <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for the job offers to come flooding in. Okay. And let me tell you, I am looking. <laughs> <laughs> Is this a good place to Do your uh... employers listen? Because we know that you're not joking. I'm really not joking. If you want to hire me at your studio, please right, okay. uh, get in touch. Well, what, what are your skills? Uh, well, I have a background in audio. I have nine years working on a radio show about video games. I have a great deal of experience. I mean, with... working. Uh, <laughs> I turn up every week. <laughs> Most I, weeks. I turn up basically more times than these two do, and they actually work in the industry. So, mm. yeah. Uh, I, I'm just, I'm all right. Okay, you're all right. You're, and, you're actually better than all right. You're and top. I'm, I'm number eight top. You're, you're literally top. Brilliant. Yeah. So, uh, if and there's going to be an award ceremony. Yes, there is. Which, thank you to MCV, has been timed to finish before uh, the next Thursday starts. Mm. So I'll be rolling what, so up. What's finishing on Wednesday? <laughs> <laughs> finishing at 5.30pm on Thursday and so I'll be uh, rolling up to uh, Marioki. And what Anne has promised is that she will be networking yeah. at okay. this event. Specifically, There's... there are three hours dedicated to networking. Half an hour for the awards, three hours for networking. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. and, and that's amazing because we are all going to see the results of your networking yeah. at hashtag Thursday, aren't we? Because you're going to bring gonna all bring, of the... Uh, well, the you're going to bring a hundred top women from the industry. Uh-huh. Loading, get ready. Wow, I mean, yeah. There's a joke about that I'm going to tell you off air. <laughs> or don't. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, yeah. Well, good. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, then. thanks. Yeah, it's going to be great. Top. It's going to be top. Right. That's enough about you. Yeah, You're not the only top woman we've got in the studio good tonight. One, Steve. Let's throw it over to the guest. Hello, guests. Hi. How are you doing? You've been quiet so far. That's because we've been going on a bit. Sorry about that. Yeah, and also I'm Norwegian, so... Is that, is that a quiet, quiet thing? Really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Unless um, you give us something to drink, then... Yeah. <laughs> We're not allowed to drink up. in the studio. Simon, we should mention Simon's in the studio as well. Hello, yeah. Simon. We haven't got you for much uh, much longer, have we? Hello. Yes. Can you go and get our guests some booze, please? <laughs> sure. Just okay. okay. money, please. Okay. <laughs> and, and all sort of that out of petty cash. Uh, so what, what, uh, what brings you to the country? What are you doing over here? Uh, well, I'm here for work. Um, originally, I was supposed to um, just travel here and have a meeting because some some partners that we're having uh, that we might um, do a deal with in China were going here. Okay, uh, so you've been they, networking. Yeah. Excellent. And then, how did uh, that go? Well, uh, they had to change their flight, so, okay, so ended up not poor networking. Poor networking. <laughs> yeah. So then I felt well, I already bought the ticket, so I might as well go and visit Steve. So their loss is our, our game. game. Well, yes. we're delighted to have you. So tell us about the games that you make. Well, um, we've made one game so far that we spent most of our time on um, called Shadow Puppeteer. And it's uh, basically a console game, but it's gotten kind of a soft launch on, on Steam. Uh, so it's a co-op game where you play as a boy and his shadow. Okay. So you have two people playing, one playing a shadow, which basically plays the game like a 2D platformer, while the other person plays the boy and uh, plays it kind of like a 3D adventure. So even though you share the same screen and the same world, you're in different dimensions. So the only way you can work together is by using light and shadows. Nice. Yeah, the main focus is to have a game where, a co-op game where you're truly dependent on each other. I've not, uh, I've not come across this. How's it, how's it going down? Well, um, right now we're, we've gotten a lot of good feedback. So we are actually mostly focusing on our Wii U release, which we're uh, hoping will happen before summer this okay. year. Yeah. Where did the idea come about? Um, four years ago, um, it was a concept made for Dare to be Digital. Right. Yeah, so I was part of a, a four-person team um, that just, we actually just threw it together because we had to make something for the contest. And 
then we, uh, of course, we couldn't, we didn't get further than the the third finals, I think, because you were supposed to be able to make this in in ten days, and okay. they were kind of like, awesome game is not going to happen in ten days. Right. And you know, four years later, we kind of agree with them. So, <laughs> do you think that uh, that sort of forced uh, deadline um, is what is is, is where a l- is useful for coming up with these sort of left field ideas? Because um, Surgeon Simulator famously came out of a game jam. I think I am bred did as well. Did it the Bosser guys? I can't remember whether I don't, I don't, I don't know about game jam, but certainly but one of their, like their internal, internal ones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, where they sort of sit down and do it. And um, yeah, it's, these are the sort of the ideas that um, if you had to, if, if you just sat down with no pressure and stuff, you may not have. You, you wouldn't have been forced into sort of coming up with something like this. Yeah, and and we were because. Uh, Basically, our teacher was kind of pissed because no one from the school was applying anything. And then we just found random people to sit together. So none of us really knew each other. And I think that also helped because someone threw in something completely random. Then we just spun off it. And so I think these things are really, really great to come up with with an idea. If Do you think that that's because of the deadline or also because you're all slightly showing off to each other in that sort of short time span? You're like, OK, I've got to impress that person there, especially since I've never met them before. Actually not. I th- Well, the, the deadline really helps mm-hmm. uh, because you need to just throw out really silly ideas and, and try to get your brains working. But uh, um, I think it's also just kind of the not just the deadline, but the fact that we didn't really care. It wasn't that, it wasn't dangerous. It wasn't something, oh, we had to come up with the best idea. We just, we were just throwing things out there and suddenly we we fell in love with something. So I think um, having a, having a deadline and not feeling kind of a pressure on, on performing your best actually helps a lot. So the secret to, the, this radio show being better is for us to care less, right? Is Which that possible? You wouldn't think you, it's going to be difficult, isn't it? But you know, I'll put the hours in. Is it um, is it unusual uh, having the pressure taken away from you? So you work so hard over ten days to get something off the ground, and then that, and now you're doing it four years later. That, mm. Like that must be a really unusual way to work. It's like we have to get this done. Actually, now we can finish it whenever we want. Is that does that does that change the way that you work? No, we. I mean, we've had deadlines all along. You know, the production we were supposed to only spend one and a half year on it, um, but then we did some really poor uh, choices, like making your own engine. Right. Um, of course, we all knew that. No, no, you're not supposed to make your own engine. But then the programmer says, "Oh no, but this is something special. We have to do this, and it's not going to be. I swear, it's not going to be difficult." And then, you know, uh, two years later, we just change over to Unity because and have to do things from scratch. So. I think that, um, yeah. Lessons learned. Have, 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 <laughs> le- have less am- ambition, I think, at the start. Yeah. Uh, how was Steve when he was over visiting you? Did we, were, what were you doing over there, Steve? This is like parents' evening. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, I was, I was, was this the, the mountain talk? The first time I went over, I did a, 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 did a talk for a game jam. Okay. At the start of the global game jam, right? Yeah, that's that was, right. That was a few years ago. And then uh, subsequently I've been to visit to do... Killing the games industry and uh, the mountain talk, yes, the mountain talk. Mm. Would you have him back? Uh, yeah, Don't definitely, definitely. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, yeah, he's he's been impressive every time. Like in a both, he what has great m- things to say, but at the same time, you know, uh, you can mess around with him and feel that it's okay. Right. He can take it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Ha. <laughs> uh, I brought the karaoke over brief uh, last time. Did you? Oh, we, yeah, played, I did. We, we we ran the karaoke in the chalet. Did yeah. some singing. Okay. I actually filmed some of that. But I haven't dared look at it yet. Really? <laughs> that makes sense. It's really hard to do on your own. It's actually hard to do with two other people, <laughs> as we'll find out later in the show. Uh, where can we? Uh, so we uh, you're in early access. Did you say at the moment? No, the, the game is launched. Okay, so Steam. It's f- full on Steam. But you're coming to Wii U. Yes, cool. we are. And uh, this summer. Yes. Excellent. We'll look forward to playing that then. I've got a Wii U, actually. So, Good. You, Do you still like it? I, do, I love it, yes. Really? Is okay. it, is it uh, better than the Wii, which was just put in the yes. bottom of the cupboard? But, see, again, I almost downloaded Super Mario Galaxy 2 this week because that came out. You can play the Wii version on your Wii U. I'm like, oh, this is great. And then I was like, no, you don't. It didn't even like the first one. But you have to buy it within a week. Well, if you have someone to play with, you definitely should play Shadow Okay, excellent. Yeah. Well, I look forward to playing that in the summer. Hello, I'm Sega Badawi, 
and welcome to One Life Left Local News. Two rock climbers have managed to climb the sheer face of a mountain at Yosegamite Park. The feat was previously thought to be impossible, so it's an incredible achievement. The climbers, Gerp and Quop, said that they had to cope with numerous challenges. Not only did they have to carry their own equipment up with them, but they also endured birds landing in their handholds, which hindered their progress. And sometimes the handholds had letters that were not close to each other on the keyboard, so it was tricky to move. When they reached the top of the mountain, the climbers found a box left by the famed explorer Bennett Foddy, but all they found in the box was a rubber bat. And it's even more of an incredible achievement, as both climbers have an affliction that gives them ragdoll physics, so they sometimes flail around uncontrollably. I take my hat off to these brave people. Thanks, and back to your usual programming. Rob Beer writes, Dear team, One Life Left and super special guest, I'm most definitely not scrambling around for a topic to this letter because you were short and requested them via Twitter. I know that's not your style. He's quite right, Rob. We wouldn't stoop so low. We wouldn't need to stoop so low, would we? Because we have listeners that correspond with us on an hourly basis. <laughs> uh, he says, in fact, I'm only writing to say what a pleasure it was to have my last ret- letter read out live across the radio waves. Speaking of pleasures, what's your favourite pleasure or sensation that you've experienced from a game? Bayonetta 2 and the Witcher series to be excluded. Mine might be the rush of succeeding in one of those single bullet challenges on a point-blank two arcade machine. I'm sensing Spelunky might get a mention here. Loyal listener Rob Beer. Best mm. sensation. You know, uh, that was the first time I've thought of point blank, those challenges, those single bullet challenges. Do you right, remember yeah, those yeah, where yeah, the yeah. feather would yeah. be wafting down? That yeah. was brilliant. It was brilliant. Um, there was a PlayStation version, wasn't there? So you could play with the joypad. That's right, yeah. yeah. Or the light gun. Or the light, yeah, but, yeah. It, but you could also, but not many people had those. Yeah, it was a strange, strange thing. So I think um, it would come to, it would come down to F0GX for me. The thrill of beating, winning a championship by a point in a race that you win by a fraction of a second, a thousandth of a second, and still feel that you were entitled to win that race, just as you would have been entitled to lose has, had it gone the other way. That felt so balanced, so clever. Oh, actually, sorry, I want to change my answer. Nagoshi reminds me, Nagoshi, designer of F-Zero GX, also designer of Super Monkey Ball. Um, that game and beating the second set of levels right I think it was the second set of levels on a single credit and doing it on my last life that was a rush like no other difficult to top those two wow yeah Katerina what's your favourite sensation whilst playing video games uh, well I'm a, I'm a huge uh, Final Fantasy fan so even though it doesn't might not seem as good as as that um i think definitely um getting one of the limit breaks in final fantasy 7 and hitting all the combinations right for tifa it's yeah probably one of the best um, sensations i've had well wow. mine was si- singing and playing supermassive black hole vocals and on the guitar on my own in the scala club in king's cross on my own on the stage, I was just sound checking. On your own. I genuinely thought things don't get better than this, and um, they haven't. I put the guitar down on the floor. I finished it on my knees, playing it and singing. Uh, no, it was not Supermassive Black. I was sorry. Plugging Baby. Obviously. Finished the falsetto and uh, put the guitar down. And at that moment, I decided to leave my job. <laughs> genuinely, because <laughs> my job was to promote that game. Uh, at the time and I honestly thought it could not get any better than that wow Uh, mine was uh, beating Stee at um, (laughs) this was before we ever started the show what what was that street fighter book with uh, babies pocket fire (laughs) pocket fighter uh, by literally just mashing buttons and I thought it was the greatest thing that ever happened in my life pocket fighter is a brilliant game does that exist on any modern format it's Pocket Fighter the puzzle game. No, 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 no. no. Pocket Fighter is the one with tiny versions of the Street Fighter characters, and it's so fun. There's, there's a Tetris version that has the tiny, tiny Street yeah. Fighters, but it's not right. Okay, no, we're not thinking of that. No, okay. <gasps> Someone make Pocket Fighter. Ideally, Capcom. 
<laughs> That's what you get in trouble, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I think I have to change my answer too. Um, my ex- like totally best experience ever was beating the living bejesus out of uh, out of my teacher in Dead or Alive 2 uh, because he was all snooty and kicking everyone's asses. But then one of the characters had uh, f- uh, fighting side of Mai Tai and since I've trained Mai Tai, I knew exactly what to do and even though mm. I never played the game before. I uh, made him look like a fool in that. It's a simulation. Really nice. Yeah. Very good. Like that good. Scans. Uh, dear team and SSG, I wrote in before Christmas saying I was thinking about getting a PS4 to get back into gaming after t- a two-year hiatus, which, on your advice, I then went and did. Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> I'm loving The Last of Us and looking forward to playing GTA V. However, I'm annoyed the pause resume feature has not been implemented yet uh, after it was promised in the initial PS4 announcement in 2013. Given it takes about 90 seconds to get into a game and start playing what do you think I should do with that time it adds up to around 15 hours over the course of a year maybe I should change uh, maybe I should charge my time to Sony for not delivering on their promises love the show Lawrence Weir what was this feature then you could just stop turn it off and then come back onto it I guess it must be suspend and resume as you get on laptops or whatever else um yeah, I use that time to write pithy tweets. <laughs> so more fool you, developers, if you if you give me long loading times. Hey, did you see that Namco patents run out this year? The mini game patent oh, has it? that's that stops um, you know that stops you making mini games for loading periods in right. games. Namco have had that for years, and apparently it runs out. I think it runs. It either ran out at the end of last. What are we can do about it? Let's buy it. Well, I don't think that's how patent works. Okay, patents work. Mm. I know exactly what you should do with the time. Mm? Um, because at work, when I have to render something, I just started doing push-ups. Oh. So just do Maybe. push-ups every time. Why is she looking at me when she <laughs> says, I know what you should do this. Less, fewer pithy tweets. Yes, more, more push-ups. More reps. <laughs> Katerina, do you have a letter? I do, I do. Um, hello, season 11 cast of One Life Left, and your super special guest. That's you. Yeah. I hope that even though it's a new season, we can still be friends. It seems that uh, that lots of the games I'm excited for are rebuilds of old games. I've just bought a Humble Bundle for the sake of Speedball 2 and Chaos Engine, and I'm drooling over Grim Fandango. What old game would you like to see brought back for this generation? What would you fix en route? Jolly good, Robert. Exile, always exile, still not been a good, decent, um, sort of inspired by version of uh, the BBC Micro and Atari ST's Exile since that game existed, which was 1989, I think. Someone needs to make it Sidon, arcade adventure, physics-based puzzles with multiple solutions. Done. Yeah, no, I was just, um, just, yeah. No, I was thinking about. I bought that tumble bundle as well. I've obviously yet to play those games. <laughs> obviously, <laughs> yeah. Uh, See, so you've got a letter. Dear team and super special guest, I'm a big fan of the Monster Hunter franchise, John Maynard writes. I bought the last game three times on two platforms, got the special edition 3DS and bought this complete set of t-shirts. So I'm clearly feeling snubbed that when Nintendo Capcom last week sent out invitation codes for the Monster Hunter 4 demo to random people, I didn't get any. It's got t-shirts! And this on the back of not getting an invitation to burn my money on a new 3DS... Sorry, to burn my money on as a new 3DS ambassador. Right, I understand that sentence now. Sorry. So, of course I've taken the only cause of action I have available to me, that of ranting on Twitter. Yes. Know how you mean, John. Uh, Also ranting on the Eurogamer forum, of course, and now, hopefully, on an award-winning FM radio station. Then we'll see who has the last laugh, won't we, Capcom? Love the show, John Maynard. Please consider the environment before printing this email. (laughs) Uh oh! Did you consider it, Simon? I did. Yes. Or did you? <laughs> well, but then how else are we going to read them out? Telepathy. Um, Bruno Vincent writes, "Dear team and super lovely special guest, a big, as a big fan and long time listener, I've long had a deep desire to have a letter read out on your show. Luckily, I had this ambition realised last April, but you did just send out a request for letters, so here is one. Did we? 
not I remember us. doing that. Not us. It must have been Maybe it Daft was... Souls or something. Yeah. Toodle Pip, Bruno Vincent. He says, P.S. I do actually have a question. Like many of your listeners, I bought and played Far Cry 4, but found it a deep disappointment as it, as it has a thoroughly stupid campaign and lacks the stunning scenery of the previous games, only hinting at truly beautiful black backdrops in cutscenes and pre-release trailers. I'm bewildered to find it showered with awards. Have you ever strongly disliked a game only to be only to remain baffled and annoyed to see it lavished with universal praise? Brackets extra point to Simon if he can answer that without mentioning Journey. <laughs> uh, I don't get the point because I read the letter. I would say Journey. Last of Us. Really? Really? Yeah. Like, universal praise and very few people calling it out for what it is, which is a game that we have all played before. Uncharted's, you know, decent third-person combat bookended by uh, cutscenes, which, t- for my money, which was thirty-nine ninety-nine or whatever yeah. it was, uh, for my money were essentially a, uh, a B-movie. And, you know, it's okay. It's okay. But I would have liked to see more criticism of it. And I was I felt a bit let down when I played it. Didn't feel like the future. I'm sorry to hear that. It, fe- it felt like an intimidating project in terms of technical realisation. It didn't feel like the future of video games. Wow. We- Thomas was alone. <gasps> What? what? Yeah. Oh, come over here. Yeah. And no. you come over here and you slag off oh. our biffle. Simon, you Guys, were in charge of the rules. I believe you not run through this you know with what? her. Simon. She said, well, if you notice, she said two naughty words this show anyway, one of which I don't think we can claim is biology. <laughs> and then she comes on and insults the biffle. Lethal bizzle. I think lethal well, biffle is lethal what we're going Get out! <laughs> that is... Oh my goodness. Well, I think it's. Uh, Wait, I think it, it, really it might does, be a joke. It does, it might be joking. No, <laughs> it does a lot of things really well, it and it does. shows it does. how it does really you can well. use the best. Yeah. dialogue and story to really no enhance something. Yep. But the gameplay is tedious. It should have been made I see exactly what you've else. done here. First, you've set yourself up by saying, oh, I've been doing push-ups. So we are naturally <laughs> scared of you when we want to do nothing, but we will fight to the death for the right of Bithel to... <sighs> what about... I'm sorry, Simon. I feel like this is on me. I feel like this is my fault. Wow. I didn't do a background check. Exactly. You should have done better. <laughs> what was I thinking? My right. goodness. Uh, I'm going to move on to another letter yes. because... Yeah, quickly. This is... Okay, hi, uh, OLL gang and super special guests. Uh, I'm super special now. Uh, with a good proportion of the nation addicted to the latest celebrity big brother bullying extravaganza, it got me thinking, if game characters were plopped into a house together, which do you think would have the most beef? After about five minutes of Duke Nukem going on about uh, how you can't say anything these days without offending someone and what's wrong with looking at some of the best female bottoms in the world, I reckon Lara Croft would backflip out of backflip out and shoot all of the dogs in L Street, which we all know is how she de-stresses. But maybe that's just me. Lots of love, Ed Fear. Thanks, Ed. Thanks, what Ed. a lovely letter. What a lovely letter. Have you been letter? watching CBB, Anne? Nah. Nah? Have you, Steve? Uh, watch a little. Watch Jordan's entry into Did the house. Yeah. What? Yep. Yeah. It was quite cute because she's obviously quite a big Big Brother fan. Yeah. Like, and she was quite adorable. Go. It doesn't matter. It's not video game related. Let's try and be better this season. Okay. Let's really? try and be better. Thank you so much for your letters. Thank you. Uh, please, please do keep them coming because please. you know uh, if we didn't get any, we would have to resort to asking over Twitter. But thankfully, we, we did keep them coming too. Team at onelifeleft.com.
You're listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. The last thing I heard before I started speaking was Simon saying to our guests, you're going to need a bodyguard. (laughs) I don't know if that's okay, Simon. I, I think that everyone who knows me knows that I, I don't need one. Okay, well, I'm just trying to my again. tie. There we go. Well, is again. It not okay, just, I'm just saying. I'm just trying to my tie, Simon. You need a bodyguard. <laughs> I, that's not for me. Just saying. This is Nothing Can Be Fixed. God, burn! By JMR. Again, it's from chipmusic.org. Wow. I think this is absolutely brilliant. What a name. So. Any other business? AOB. AOB. Let's talk hashtag networking, shall we? Uh, what did we do this week, then? Well, we had our third stay. That was good. Thank you yeah. for coming Great. to that. It's very Thank you chill. So you weren't there, Annie. I was we, unable to attend. We did... Um, so we flipped on his head. We did... Uh, you weren't allowed to sing songs that you'd sung before. Ooh. B-sides and rarities. Yes. Excellent. Good. And then we closed with an hour of hits. Yeah. Amazing. It was, it was good stuff. We will have our next Thursday on the 19th of February. It will also be my birthday party. And we'll be celebrating 100 women in game. <laughs> it will be the official after party. So be there. But the night before that, we did something else. We did our first corporate gig at uh, the Pocket Gamers Connect party. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking sellouts. Sellouts. And we were glad to be sellouts. We were so excited, so excited at being asked to play Pocket Gamers finishing, closing party. Here's an, il- here's an illustration of how well the night went. Steve emailed us the following day, subject lessons. <laughs> <laughs> In all caps. Uh, lessons to be learned. Um, shall I read them out, the lessons? I mean, that might be the way of uh, telling yeah. the story, mightn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, so... Um, the way it opens with a swear word he says <laughs> and then he names one an individual ones, and uh, he says <laughs> sort of saved that night didn't it it was a moment when we stopped giving a and then said another word and started yelling and everything seemed to turn then. <laughs> anyway whatever our, whenever our next corporate gig is A don't go on before people are drunk good B uh, force more of the obviously good songs on people early he, he concludes, I had a nice time despite everything, and I think we learned some things that might help us do it for other people in the, fir- in the future. So worth it, I guess. <laughs> I said, we got a new joke, so I'm happy. Hashtag networking. And that new, new joke is... Hashtag networking. networking. And why is that, Simon? Uh, because we, we we went on. Uh, so we turned up and we said, right, what time do you want to start? And they said, well, it opens at seven. Do you want to start about um, like uh, half eight? And we're like, yeah, okay, cool. So we started uh, at half eight and a few people um, did some songs. And then a man um, came up to us uh, and said, no, uh, you've got to stop for 15 minutes. It's too loud. And we went, oh, yeah, okay, all right, uh, that's fine. Uh, we'll stop weird though to complain about the you know I mean he didn't complain about the about the level of the singing or anything like that she said it's too loud we're like, well, the scene this, was is, this is your venue and your party and you you hired in the, st- the sound <laughs> system for us uh, so we started again started up a, a little later and then um, a man a, a man who I'd, up until that moment I'd not seen before came up to him and I, you know I didn't think to check at the time whether he was part of the party or not but he just <laughs> said um, yeah you need to stop at 10 and I'm like okay why and he said because, the, because uh, people have to network <laughs> They have to do networking. So at that point, I mean, I, I deliberately, so you may remember, I deliberately pretended not to hear him properly. And I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. We'll stop it now then. And he went, oh, no, no, no. I didn't mean that. And I'm like, no, it's fine. If you don't want us, we'll just stop it now. Um, and uh, Steve was right, as, as addressed in that email. That was when we stopped caring and we we're like, yeah, we'll just do the songs that we want to do and stuff like that. But we did big up the networking. So we were like, hey, guys, are you having a good time? And everyone was going, yeah. And we were like, who's up for some networking later? <laughs> yeah. And... Um, <laughs> and I don't know it got funny in our own stupid way I, when I got home I got home I woke up the following morning I'd not seen Kate and um, she's like okay so tell me about last night and I'm like oh god I had actually forgotten about it and then <laughs> like oh yeah that happened didn't it and then she said after she said I've not seen you that sort of belligerent about like yeah, I think we, we did get a little petty we did get petty to the extent but, of like all, not emailing the organiser back afterwards like, after he thanked us we're like Steve said you're going to email back I said yeah I'm going to do it in a few days <laughs> <laughs> but it was worth it it was fun it, it was and really good fun after the sort of exactly after the teething troubles yeah. we had a really, had really a good, good time. time there are great photos from the we night as well really happy that the picture that uh, Pocket Gamer used to illustrate the success of the party was of the Marioki, although we weren't in it. Yeah. No, uh, we had, uh, yeah, we did learn a lot of lessons. Uh, we, we, we had an awful lot of fun. Some of the songs were brilliant. It was great seeing a new audience yeah. uh, take to it. Um, although the initial confusion with why uh, we did have to stop was because the 
guy from Valve <laughs> went to get some ice cream, which which the the organizer who was later on stage wasn't he dressed draped in a Union Jack or uh, dressed as a beefy? Uh, was he? A beefy he um he said yeah, people are leaving. And it's anyway. He didn't. He, you just didn't give him chance to finish the sentence of to get ice cream. Yeah, to get ice cream. <laughs> That's good. Uh, and uh, we're looking forward to our next corporate gig. Who knows when that may be? Uh, inquiries to team at onelifelift.com. Time for a new feature. I'm really, 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 really excited about this. The games industry is a diseased chicken laying rotten eggs. We're going to make an omelette and throw egg in someone's face. This is the truth. This is. Game under. People of the internet, listen up. This is investigative reporter Duncan McKenzie, a.k.a. Game Under, a.k.a. The Seeker of Truth, but not a seeker like in Dragon Age Inquisition because they're rubbish and corrupt, and I am not. This week I'm looking at the connection between games journalists and games manufacturers. Did you know that every single professional games journalist makes a living writing about the very same games that are produced by professional games developers, and yet they refuse to treat my Doctor Who slash fiction with the same respect? Did you know that the game shops are full of games made by professional game publishers, and yet they refuse to stock my homemade wine? They say it's not a game. The industry is a closed shop, and I think it's time we opened it, and then shut it down for being corrupt. When will the madness end? Until next time on Game Under. There we go. It's a One Life Left expose. It's Game Under. Reviews. Simon, what have you been playing? Well, I've still been playing GTA Five. Uh, is this going to be your spelunky? Is that the sound of a, one of the cars? Yeah. I stole a submarine at the weekend. What? Yep, I know. Um... No, uh, but then when I'm not at home, um, I've been playing um, the Swapper on PlayStation Vita, uh, which is available currently as a PlayStation Plus title. I'd bought it on PC before. Um, lots of people have been raving about it, and uh, it, it was all right. It didn't sort of grab me immediately at PC uh, when I sat at my PC. But I have to say, the ability to take it with you anywhere. Uh, it's cross by, so PlayStation Vita, PlayStation 3, and 4. Um, the ability to take it anywhere has completely changed the game for me. Um, it's uh, it's a really clever game. Uh, if you, it's, I was going to say what it uh, reminded me of, but it might spoil the movie for you. But uh, you play, um, uh, you're part of an experiment on an abandoned uh, space station, essentially, and you can clone yourself, and the clone. Um, repeats the actions uh, that you do so it's essentially an exploration puzzle game incredible atmosphere um, and absolutely ingenious puzzles what um it's it's such a smart game in the way that it it forces you to experiment in a way that i've not seen puzzle games do puzzle games tend to have a rigid set of rules but the swapper feels like you are you get there through your own thoughts rather than solving it as the designer wanted you to which obviously it is but it's but the way that it's um the way that it's made yeah makes you feel so empowered from uh your finding your own solutions i'm about yeah i'm not sure how far in i am but yeah like i say um i can see why it was so revered by people that have time to spend in front of their pcs uh but yeah now i'm now it's out and about with me i'm absolutely loving it thoroughly recommended seven out of ten Good call. Fantastic, Simon. Steve, what have you been playing? I've been playing Geometry Wars, the new one on PS4. It was half price in the January sale, so I picked it up for that. Without remembering, (sighs) I love the idea of Geometry Wars so much, and I love the idea of Robotron so much, and indeed all twin-stick shooters until I actually play them. I find them quite frustrating and quite annoying. Geometry Wars is the best of those. I think the genre isn't really for me. It looks beautiful, absolutely gorgeous. Like, it's a it's a stunning-looking game. In fact, it looks like I always end up wishing Jeff Minter games looked like. Um, if someone could just make a version of Tempest that looked like Geometry Wars, I could be happy forever. But I guess that's the problem. I always really want to be playing Tempest. 
uh, when I'm playing Geometry Wars, and I'm not. I'm playing Geometry Wars. <laughs> it's it's basically I find there's too much going on. I find it frustrating. I tend to die at the same point every time, or or, or, or you know through luck survive, and I don't feel myself getting better. I think I'm getting old, Simon. Right. I'm getting Welcome too to old for these these games. A little bit. My reactions are slowing down. So it's beautiful. I'm sure I'll get the um, get my value for money out of it. And it doesn't leave me feeling sad, except for sad that I can't enjoy it as much as I think I should. Um, So 7 out of 10. Just as an update, I was a little worried after last week's review of Peggle 2. I was a little worried I'd been a bit harsh on it, so I went back to it this week. I had not been harsh enough. (laughs) That game is cold and dead inside. Uh, It's a chore and boring. And nothing sums it up more than when you load it up to play it again... The option it highlights on the screen is not start new game or continue or whatever, but shop. Like, that's the default thing on the menu system. Uh, that upset me, and I'm super sad for Peggle. I'm not sad for Geometry Wars 7 out of 10. Uh, I have been playing Bang Man this week. I don't know if oh, you've yeah. heard Bang of it. Man. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's, uh, it's one it's, of those indie games. Yeah, it's an indie game. It's not uh, by Bithel, is it? No, it's not. A uh, new new dev. Not Another sure. up and coming dev. Not <laughs> sure who they are. They're calling um, him the new Bithel. Yeah. <laughs> the no, I've not got a joke there. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so it's out on iOS. Apparently, out on Android as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really hard. It's really hard. I'll tell you something. If the developer were here, I would shake my fist at them and say, why did you make a game that was so hard and frustrating but very satisfying? Um, So in it, you are on a platform. You're a little blocky person. And then other baddie blocky people jump down. You have to jump over them, uh, get a box, uh, a crate, which falls from the sky also, uh, get a gun. The box will have a number on it. That tells you how much the recoil is. Stephen, put your phone down. Just just play Bang Man. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's addictive. All the kids are doing it. It is addictive, isn't it? And then you recoil that much back when you've shot the bad man, then another one comes back down, and then you have to get another gun and shoot them, and then you. but you might fall off the platform, and if you fall off the platform, dead. If you uh, hit one of the bad men, you don't jump over them, dead. It's mad. Uh, so I spent much. So it's one of those ones where you'll die a lot, and you. But your score um, is just um, kept on. Your high score is just kept on the screen. Uh, so I spent much of the afternoon uh, messaging um, my boyfriend, going, "I got, I got 15. I got 16. Uh, he's up to 30. I'm only on 17. I've got 39. <sighs> 71. 71. 71. Yeah. 71. Yeah. Well, you're not on the leaderboard, are you? What have you got, Katharina? 7 out of 10. Well, I don't really have time to play that many longer games. Um, That's all right. It takes last, a few seconds. Yeah. But the, but the last game I played was um, Amphora. Amphora? Uh, it is also a Norwegian game, and uh, it's a really stunning um, puzzle game. Okay. Uh, a 2D game. It's out on Steam. Uh, and you you play as you know an amphora kind of you know the, the the jar thing, and you're just kind of the spirit that's inside it, which follows a girl throughout her kind of story, and you you just you're just supposed to help her, um, but you get these really beautiful uh, images and. Um, you just kind of need to take your time and look at the scenery and look at what's happening and try to figure out what you can do to help. So, you know, in the beginning, she's just a little kid and you need to kind of make make her help her get a bunny over to pet her. Uh, but then it kind of goes over into this really um, interesting and then after a while dark story. Um, and it's just it's just set up in such such a nice um, ambient way uh, that yeah um, it feels really great Um, it's you know I'm really bad at puzzle games so I got a bit pissed off at at times but yeah I would give it a 7 out of 10 seems fair seems fair there we go we have some any other business. Uh, we've only got 30 seconds to, to do it in. Simon, we have to make a game this season. We do, uh, as part of Residence's fundraising. I've uh, got an idea. Yes. The idea is that each week we, we add something to the game. So I think we need to start with a viewpoint. We need to start with something on the screen. What should we start with, do you think? Do you have any ideas? Yeah, square. 
A square, a single yep. square that we can move around. Is there gravity? Is it side on? Yes. It is side on? Yes. Uh, do you think one, one square or more than one square? Because it's three, squares. Three, squares. three squares. Three squares. Three squares. Three squares. We'll do that for next week. We'll get someone to add something. We'll also ask Katharina off air. Thank you so much for being on the show. It was great. Thank you. Was it great? Really? There'll be repercussions. Anglo-Norwegian relations, no end. Thanks to you guys as well. Thanks, Simon. We'll Until week. next week, see you. See you. Bye. bye. <laughs> 